Thank you for downloading Fearless in Devotion, a podcast all about Wrexham AFC. Here they come, our mighty champions, raise your voices to the anthem, marching with our mighty army, Wrexham is the name, Fearless in Devotion. Right, so Noel, welcome back to the Fearless and Devotion podcast with me, Tim. Also with me is Andy and Liam. And as always, our wonderful, illustrious podcast is sponsored by our good friends at the Fat Boar. Um, so get yourself down there and, yeah, dine out on some wonderful stuff and some fine beers. So, yeah, thanks to, uh, to Rich for his continued support. Anyway, let's cut to the chase. Um, Wrexham were momentarily seven points clear at, the, well, just after five o'clock on Saturday. It didn't last. It was back to four points, courtesy Notts County beating Dorking 3-1. But let's go back to our game. 1-0 against Southend. Um, if you could describe it in a word, guys, I'll go with you first, Liam. We'll, 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 we'll kick the arse out of it in a minute, but one word to sum up yesterday's win. I'll go with difficult. I'll, ex- I'll expand on that more. Yeah, that's good. Andy? Agricultural. Agricultural, like a farmer? Yep. On right. a field. Really? What sort of... Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see Parky being a bit of Clarkson's Farm kind of vibes going off. Yeah, that'd work. Go, Gilet. Yeah, I mean, it's... We'll take them, won't we? It doesn't matter how they come, what they look like. Three points is three points. But yeah, it was. Yeah, you're right. It was. Um, it was definitely difficult. It was definitely agricultural. I'll go with tepid. Something I mean, like. yeah, okay. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't fun to watch. I'll be honest. I bought. I bought the stream, um, and you know, I wasn't. You know, it, it wasn't edge of your seat stuff, but. Uh, what it was, it was the end of a very long period of two games a week, and they looked tired. Uh, it was a heavy pitch, um, and I'm. If you'd have told me that we'd only dropped two points in that period in the league, I would have been absolutely made up looking at that period, especially yeah. the injuries we've overta- overcome as well. So I am absolutely made up with the team. I'm made up with Parky. Um, that we've come through this. We've now got a nice week before the last, before the next game for the likes of Mullin to really rest up. And, you know, if we lose it from here on in, we can't, you know, well done to County because we've given ourselves exactly the best chance to, to, to take this title. And that's, that's down to the players and the management. Well done. Just on that, um, I'm going to read out a tweet from Gareth Owen. Not that Gareth Owen, a different Gareth Owen, uh, a televisual ITV person. Oh, Gareth, Gareth Owen, f- friend of the uh, friend of the fanzine. He did a friend good piece for us in issue one, two, three, four. Four, yeah. So Gareth posted something on the on a couple of the, the fans' uh, Facebook groups the other day, and I liked it. So here it is. So Gareth put so ends the most challenging sequence sequence of Wrexham games I can remember. 
Since New Year's Day, we have played 18 games with an average of just 3.8 days between each. No time for working through tactics or formations. I don't know what that pinging is. It might be me. Sorry. Um, just recover, recovery and go again. All this whilst dealing with an injury crisis, which robbed us of a goalkeeper, two central defenders, two wing backs, and one midfielder, some of the best players in the league. In that time, we have dropped just four points out of a possible 45, and our only defeat was in the dying minutes away to the second best team, three leagues above us. Tomorrow, for the first time since Christmas, players like Paul Mullen and Ben Toza will wake up and then they can enjoy a proper prolonged recovery. Parky will know he can plan a normal week of training and preparation and we can all try to bring our blood pressure down a little bit. If we reach the promised land next month, it will be because of these 10 weeks and the almost unbelievable resilience of the players and management. What a squad we are so lucky to have them. I think it's safe to say that we can all concur with with Gareth's um, breakdown of that assessment. Yeah, I I think I just did. Uh, I think me and Gareth are on the same page there. Um, Yeah, this this is the season. This is the part of the season that really brings home the bacon. Um, and as as Gareth has said, when he puts it in those sort of stark terms, we have done extremely well with a cup run as well to to be where we are. Now, now the one thing is like County were a few games ahead of us, but are having a bit of a period themselves. They're going to have to play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday in some tough games. They've got Eastleigh, they've got Barnet away. Now, fair play if they can turn those into six points because they they seem on paper two tough games but County seem great at the tough games it's the ones you don't expect them to to lose points in that they sometimes trip up trip up in um um so we'll see where we are uh, if Bromley but all we need to do is match their results that's all we need to do we are capable of doing that this is true um let's come let's have a look a little bit more about about the game um the main the main talking points. I mean, I think Liam is a big fan of of, um, of him being winked and smirked at by a certain Rob Lainton. Yeah. <laughs> during... was, uh, I had heart eyes, heart eyes during that moment. Just <laughs> laughing, but just full, heart full of warmth and love as well. It was just the the sort of the calm down gesture and the little little smile to the crowd. Uh, just re- it's like teams have done shit housing. That's what it's known as, Liam. Shit housing. See, yeah, but I, I, love, I, I love him for it though. I hadn't twigged. You got a better view, and obviously, I was in the, I was in the uni stand, but behind the goal, and I was like, oh, Tony Cliff's gone off with a head injury, blood injury, getting stitched up, and I was like, oh no, now Leighton's gone down. What is happening? What a disaster! And I got a nudge to say, he's just playing for time to get Turner's back on. I was like, of course he is. <laughs> of I course. I will tell you what my my reaction is because I'll probably get myself in more goalkeeper-related uh, trouble again. But yeah, I imagine was, I imagine it was something like, "Oh no, we're going to have to stick Howard back on." Is it something like that? It was. I'm going home. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it was joking, but I think there was an element of truth in it. But um, yeah, and then I, I was going, yeah, swearing my head off, and then this bloke behind just goes, "Just watch," he says, "Just watch." I think I think he's doing something clever here. He's playing for time, so turn a cliff can come back out and then yeah it was just the, it was just the knowing little nod and wink that there was the piece de resistance on that where do you put Jordan Tunnicliffe on the scale of defensive hardness Andy that's not a sexual euphemism I just mean like you know if you had to put him up against the Manny Smiths and the Mark Crichtons and the Joey Jones of the world um, I mean Jesus Christ he, he's old school centre half no nonsense sticks his foot into everything doesn't he 
where I saw a guy go down uh, like a sack of shit, I thought, oh, we're in trouble here. We're going to have to change his defence. Then I saw it was Tunnicliffe and I went, oh, no, actually, we're all right. <laughs> the guy's even the guy's head. He he, he make, looks like he's. You remember like one of those Lego men. He just looks so so angular that you can't you can't really. If you took a hammer to him, it would you you'd break the hammer. Um, obviously he's not as hard as Joey. Um, I'd like to see him fight Carey. I think that would be a good a good fight. Um, Beast again. You know it, that's that's a good scrap. But he is up there top top ten percent of hardness. I, you know, we always ask that question, who would you least like to fight? Now, out of all the people in that Wrexham squad at the moment, Tunnicliffe is the person I least want to punch because okay. he will probably nut me to next week. So what we're saying is that he eats kind of Ivan Drago's for breakfast and shits out Chuck Norris's, basically. He's that level of, of, of tough bastardness. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's some good 80s references there. Uh, so, yeah, we'll do that. Chuck in a couple of Carl Weathers and, and, a, and a Bill Duke. Yeah, we'll have that. The, I know Carl Weathers. I don't know who Bill Duke is. I'm pretty sure it's, he's called Bill Duke. He was in, he was in uh, Predator. I'm going to have to look him up. Oh, let, me, yeah. let me go on mute and look him up. I'm sure it's Bill Fine. Well, I like the way he muted himself too earlier. I'm sure it's Bill. And then just went off. <laughs> classic, classic Gilpin oversight. Um but let, let's let's um, let's look at the decisive moment, the goal. Um, I, I was lucky enough to capture it. I shared it on Twitter. My initial thinking was absolute howler from the keeper. He's got Chris Packett hands, has a nightmare, fumbles it into his into his net, and then there's just like a bit of a bit of a drama with their players trying to claim something that wasn't there. I thought, great, it's just a, it's just a comedy of errors. Poor goalkeeping, indecisive goalkeeping. And then I've watched the AAA slow-mo footage and I've slowed it down again and zoomed in on it. There is a there is a slight rush from Mullins forearm onto the goal onto Arnold's forearm. Yeah. Which makes kind of makes him do like a sort of crap clap. If that's is that hashtag crap clap? And um, he sort of claps, claps himself. <laughs> loses the ball and if it was given against us we would all be furious probably what we're yeah. saying what was your I think I've, I've done the full 360 on it so when I watched it live instant reaction again I must, I must have spent most of the match laughing because I was laughing my head off thinking Christ he's actually given it then I saw I think it was probably your footage actually that I saw and I thought oh no the keepers you know just flapped it then but you're right it's that angle where you can just see Mullins' arm come up. It doesn't touch the ball, but it definitely touches the keeper's arm, I think. So, yeah, I mean, Paul, put it this way, though. Paul Marsden owes us one, doesn't he? So, yeah, we've got... We, you take them, don't you? I mean, Knox County fans will be having a moan, I've no doubt. Knox County zone, most likely. But, uh, yeah, it probably was a foul. <laughs> I suddenly mentioned, like, on Twitter that why has nobody mentioned the fact that one of their defenders pushes Mullin? who then in turn pushes the goalkeeper. So it's kind of like a domino effect, um, essentially, for that goal. But I mean, without micromanaging, uh, micromanaging it too much, is that a word? Not micromanaging, you know what I mean? Putting a microscope, a scope, scop, God, on it too much. Um, we did enough to win it. We did enough to win it by more than one goal. I mean, let's let's give a bit of credit to Arnold. As much as he, he, he made a right hash of that goal, his save from O'Connell was... 
unbelievable. I know we, we talked about Rob Lainton's the other week, um, but that I was mean, just as good. That yeah, I'd, good. I'd say Point it was. Blank. I mean, it, that's that's your bread and butter, and it, it, it the nature of the save made it look better. I think it made it look very, very Hollywood. You know, just because he smothered it and he somehow kept it out. I mean, it's again O'Connell is kind of almost feel like he's stepping in for Hayden as being the sort of more one of the more becoming to be one of the more deadly ones from from you know the defense coming up into attack so yeah we did enough to win it we did win it um and it doesn't really matter how we did it that's the upshot of it um oh yeah i mean at the end of the day we only paid arnold off for one big clanger didn't we so, you know <laughs> we only had one big brown envelope there the rest uh, the rest he can just be a normal keeper again can't he um Fair play. Yeah, what, what by, 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 by we, are you talking about the the, the podcast collectively? Oh yeah, or? it's fat ball money. Yeah, that's we've been paying all the referees off with fat ball money. Um, so you know, if you want, you know, just keep buying those 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 loaded chips because they're absolutely going into Paul Marsden's uh, pocket. All that cash. Um, uh, before we get done by the uh, by the football authorities, that is of course not true. We are not taking the fat balls money to pay off referees. It's all coming through Deadpool DVD releases. Um, so you know, we're not that we're not that f- silly, um, right? Um, what was I going to say? Can we, can I talk about Tuesday a little bit? No. Uh, why? We'll get to that because. I, I, oh, I need... we're going to go backwards. We're going back in yeah, time. Yeah, we, we are going to go backwards, and I'm going to make you feel like a twat now for, for doing this. We have to say. A little bit about um, the minutes applause for James Roberts. Oh, of course. Yes. Um, so I just wanted to say, a big, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not taking credit for it. I just, just liaised with his with his widow Lucy about, you know, would it be good to do a, a minutes applause, 47 minute. Obviously, that was his age, and she said it'd be very, very good. And yeah, just wanted to place on record a thanks to everybody who who did that. It was really good, really touching for a really, really nice guy. Really. Sweet, gentle bloke. Um, I completely forgot that I'd met him on the, the pre-season trip to, to Portugal years and years ago. It was 2017, 2018 or something. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I said it before, every time I met, every the, the, the sort of few and far between times I did meet him, he sort of greeted me like somebody I'd known for 30 years. So kind of gives you an idea of the sort of person he was, not just all about, the lens he went to 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 travel to watch Wrexham, whether it was home or away from from his from his uh, relatively new home in Luxembourg. But just to, an aside to that, obviously Lucy was was watching the game, um, and I think she found um, some comfort from that for her and the two boys. And obviously, there's a there's a GoFundMe thing to help with with them um, with the sort of the fallout of his of his untimely death as well so you can find that online as well but yeah just 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 a really nice um heartwarming tribute for a really nice heartwarming guy basically yeah i mean it came across on the on the stream really well everyone got up and 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 played their part in it and even if people didn't know about it they soon asked the person next to him who said why it was and then they all got up and did it and fair play Fair play. I'm at, I last saw James a couple of months ago. I think he came over for the Willstone away game. Saw him in the uh, in in the uh, Weatherspoons beforehand. I can't, you know what? I can't remember if it was a season or the last season, but we had a chat anyway. You know, he was a generally nice fella. Um, he was good friends with uh, Jason. Remember the guy who came to, into yeah. the box with us? Yes. Um, uh, and you know, Jason at that time told us 
about James and how much he 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 gave to Wrexham and how much you know it meant to him. And then since then, we've always we've all followed his sort of adventures on 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 Twitter as he tried to get to various places with uh, airports shutting down and roads being closed. But tell you what, he was always bloody there. And if there's one thing that we can do, maybe we can win the league for him because no one would have enjoyed it more than James. And, you know, it's a sad loss. I was a little bit, I mean, I didn't know him well, but I, all I knew from him on our Twitter interactions, he just seemed such a nice, kind fella. And it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a low blow to find out he, he died so suddenly. And all yeah. we can do on, on, on fearless is sort of extend our, our sympathies to him, his family and his friends. And if there's anything we can do in the future to honor him, I'm sure we will. Yeah. And uh, kind of like his efforts to, to come as a, a sort of a, an ex uh, communicated red from far away kind of predates what we're seeing now with so many people coming from America and, you know, that, that, yeah, that's no, no, by no means cheapening that. It's, it's amazing what people are doing, but it just shows you that, you know, before the takeover, people would go to great lengths, even if we were absolutely awful and it was pouring down in rain, people would still make those efforts such as James. So, yeah, um, a big rest in peace to uh, to James Roberts, and uh, I'm sure his Luxembourg uh, Reds flag will be making more than a few appearances going forward. Anyway, on to uh, before Andy comes to um, the Tuesday thing, just just on, on an aside to that, uh, some things have been mentioned about the atmosphere. I mean, titles aren't won on decibel level, so I don't see a huge furore is, is justified about it. Um, it was pissing freezing so is it nerves tim is it is it uh, coldness and is it nerves maybe i don't know i mean it's just weird i've seen some weird sort of um conversations like oh you know the mrs was was far far more vocal than than a glindo uni stand yeah it was does it does it really matter i mean if one stands not singing but the other one is that's great and if there's two stands or more singing then that's great so as long as it's not Stony silence, which, you know, I think Southern fans compared it to football in a library at one point, which is quite funny. Um, I don't see why it's such a massive deal. Um, however, yeah, you know what? Probably is nerves because everybody knew what was, well, what is at stake with every game now. So, you know, to have gone seven clear um, and done it in a sort of squidgy-ish manner, I think that that's relieved the tension and the pressure of it now and, just goes back to the to what we said at the start of the pod about having that many games in a short space of time. Yeah, maybe that's making the, the situation a little bit inflamed as well in terms of what we should what we're expecting at times. And maybe it's not, maybe it's a bit unfair that people still come thinking we're going to steamroll the teams, and it's not always the case. I think there are. Liam, what's knackered. your excuse for being so quiet? I, I'm 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 just sort of a, a shouty person. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily. A, a chance starter. We, we because we always get the linesman on our side. My main contribution is well, I sort of do this reverse psychology thing. Sometimes I'll try and fill the linesman full of confidence and shout and tell him he's really good, even if he's not, just in the hope that he might give something to us. But I think there might be an excuse for people. They might have, you know, their arms might have been tired from shoveling snow. I think it'd be remiss of us um, to go without saying well done to everyone who managed to get the game on. Because I don't know about anyone else, but I think it was, yeah, Friday when we had the big snowfall. I was saying to everyone, not a single chance that that match will be on. Um, so full credit to everyone who did that. And 
you know, it wasn't completely silent. There were some decent moments, particularly towards the end. I think Parky and a few of the players were G in the crowd up quite a lot. And I'd like to think that helped to get them over the line. Uh, also, full credit to South End fans, though, who, when they were making as much noise as they were for the full 90 minutes and they had that annoying yet effective drummer, uh, I think sometimes that's actually quite hard to, to counter as well. I suppose we should say good luck to uh, South End for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, I mean, just a great, I enjoyed the way they're down there. Bizarrely, it was earlier on in the season and it was tropical. And they've come up later in the season, and it was like the Arctic. So, yeah, but nice to... Uh, to Warmer down south, lads. Warmer down south. <laughs> Here he goes, just to find his little London bubble hole. Dear me. Go on, then. Did you say you wanted to, you to talk about Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Interesting. So, um, I took the biggest ever contingent of Daily Star... Um, uh, Daily Star crew to 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 erect some away match. There was twelve of us, and as I sort of uh, insinuated last week, I was full of I was getting my excuses in early. Uh, you know, we never really win at Dagenham. We've been playing a lot of games. Our midfield's got a few injuries. Um, you know, Palmer's not been firing, and it was one of those things where everyone was looking around. I was nervous because I'm always nervous, and everyone was looking around. And we're going, what are you nervous about? I've never seen such a one-sided game. Some people were complaining that it was too one-sided. They were there. Oh, they liked a bit more of a, a bit more of a of a contest. I was there. Bloody hell! You've just had. You've just seen one of the most straightforward Wrexham away victories I think there's ever there's ever been. Revel in that, please. Um, I'll, tell, I'll tell you who was complaining in the Daily Star readership because they didn't have a paper on a Wednesday because you took the entire workforce out. We, for we'd already time. done it. We'd already done. News desk had. I'd, I'd run through all the uh, all the aliens, all the uh, <coughs> all the. <laughs> please, 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 just like whilst we're in this zone, please tell me one of the stories you had in your paper for that day, like the most ridiculous one. Uh, right, tell you what, I've got, I've got it open here because I'm actually working. So I'm going to go into Monday's, sorry, Wednesday's paper, Wednesday the eighth of March. This pod is not sponsored by the Daily Star, by the way. We're just looking for shit. Yeah. Headline was Infinity and Beyond. We've sent Jerry Lawton to join a 1.4 billion space mission to discover if ET is living up on Jupiter. Um, <laughs> no, this is serious. Now, now we spent we sent him to the European Space Agency. He was the only journalist there. We got loads of good pictures of him uh, outside the rocket, and they are looking to f- find life. Now, it's not going to be ET life, is it? It's going to be microbes somewhere in one of their moons. But you know, it's better than nothing. What else we got here? Uh, Razor Ruddock, Razor Sharp these days. That's him losing weight. Um, Mo Farah, I quite like this. Mo Farah, um, Mo Farah loses to school's dad's race to a guy in jeans. <laughs> uh, what we try to do the day after is track down the guy in jeans, but uh, standing outside a school gate, uh, yeah, it's it's not um, <coughs> it's it's not really a. Uh, <laughs> really Those days over, are they, Andy? <laughs> since the restraining order yeah um so yeah that's a that's a window into that but but we all got that that paper ready and we all went to Dagenham we had a we had a good time it was uh I've got a picture of us all on the tube on the way back we all look relatively happy I look happy because I've been so nervous and I think everyone was like slagging me off the next day saying saying that I was I was calling out Palmer saying oh you know Palmer Palmer shouldn't really start. Dolby's been doing well. And Palmer was absolutely brilliant. 
So they were saying, well, what the hell do you know, that Palmer? One, one, of, one of the guys, Vince, said, he's, he's, like, a, he's like a lower league Harry Kane. And dropping deep, linking play, taking his chances. Um, so, yeah, if you ever see Vince write a sports article, ignore it because he doesn't know what he's on about. What, what is Vince's um, speciality at the start? Because I'm definitely guessing it's not football. Uh, Vince is one of our assistant editors, um, very experienced chap. Uh, he has some weird, weird ideas on football and does think, seriously thinks Harry Kane is the best player in the world. He Palmer, seriously, seriously thinks that. I think Palmer is good away from home, though, in fairness to him. Oh, he's great. I mean, mate, on, on Tuesday, it was touch and go in that, in that first half. They had a couple of chances, and if one of those had gone in, it could have been a little bit of a different game. But we had four chances. We scored them all. In the second half, we broke their spirit a little bit and we were able to knock it about. And Cannon, in those sort of situations where they're not really pressing you and he has a little bit of time on the ball, really showed what, what he can do. In tight little spaces, he hardly ever lost the ball. He absolutely ran the show. So Cannon, Palmer, brilliant. Um, and just something that you touched on earlier, mate, um, the defence at the moment looks pretty mean. So you've got Leighton back, you've got O'Connell, Tozer, who really enjoys, I think, playing with experience either side to him, which again is no no reflection on Max. Max is going to be great. But when you're getting into a do-or-die battle, you need to know that the people either side of you know exactly where what they're doing and you don't need to nurse them through a game in any way. If if Hayden came back into the equation for Saturday's game at Bromley, um, where where do you put him on the bench or do you replace him? Do you put him? Uh, in? I was thinking this today. Actually, I was walking around walking around the park thinking this exact question. I I would I would put him on the bench for now because I don't think you can drop a defensive unit that have kept two clean sheets against two pretty decent sides, but. If you need a goal or something, you bring him in. And as soon as you know that he's match fit and raring to go, you bring him back in, probably for O'Connell, which seems really harsh because I think he's done well over the last two games. You mentioned the word drop. Speaking of drops, um, a certain captain, uh, midfield stalwart, longest serving player at the club, I think, potentially, I mean, Rob Layton. But Luke Young was not in the... Uh, starting lineup or even the squad for a second successive game. We don't want to speculate. Um, I think there's other people that are more in the know than what we are. But um, has it surprised you? What's your what's your uh, your daily star radar telling you? Is ET? If we don't find the answer to that on Jupiter, what is the point of that 1.4 billion <laughs> base rocket? Um, I was surprised. I was I was absolutely surprised on Tuesday. Um, I was surprised that he travelled and wasn't on the bench um, because if you're going to make him travel, but you want to give him a rest, at least put him on the bench because 20 minutes of Luke Young, if you're trying to tie up a game or chase a game, is worth it, isn't it? Um, then when then it came to Saturday and he wasn't in the team again. I wasn't as surprised because the midfield three did so well on Tuesday, uh, but I was surprised he wasn't on the bench again. But then it comes, to, does it come down to balance? I mean, McAlinden was on the bench for a, for a, for a while because he can play, he can play a few positions. Um, is it 
they put they preferred Davis in in front of Young just because he's got that flexibility that he can you know play can even play up front if he if he has to. Um, so you know with five on the bench, do you have to be re- and really really precise about who you're putting on there, um, or was he just resting Young for a couple of games because he's got suspension hanging over him and he's played more or less every minute of every match? Um, I don't know what you guys think. I wouldn't be surprised if he came back into the into the team on Saturday. Uh, you know, James Jones ran around a lot on Saturday and put you know closed down a lot. But I just think I just think Young's just got that little bit more quality. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm struggling for a theory really because at first on Tuesday I was like, oh, is it just to you know just to give him a rest? In which case you'd think straight back in on Saturday. Although saying that really good performance on Tuesday so it's a difficult one but you know the, the whole suspension thing it's like would you really make him miss two games so he doesn't get a two match ban that doesn't really make um, much logical sense so I think there's a there's a bit of a question mark in there you know he is our captain I forget which the role is between him and Toza which is club captain etc but yeah is there's a bit of a question mark there and I think if he was to come back for me it would be probably for Jones just because I think he did look a bit leggy on Saturday. Uh, quite a few of his passes went astray. Not to criticise him, because I think he's generally been good for us this season. Um, so, yeah, I think that I think there is a bit, not necessarily a mystery, but there's a few question marks about why that's happened all of a sudden. It's an intriguing one. We'll see what happens at Bromley on Saturday, whether he reappears or not. But let's go on to... Um, we've, done, we've done the game to death. Let's go on to... Uh, Philip John Parkinson, 100 games in charge of Wrexham now. Um, he's still on a rolling contract. 100 games, 65 wins, 21 draws, 14 defeats, four 235 goals against 107. I mean... Boring, uh, boring Parky. <laughs> um, I mean, if, if Parky Bowl's still a thing... Um, trademark it and sell it because we'd all be buying it. I don't care what anybody says. That record is ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, it's got to be the best ever win percentage for a Wrexham boss. I, I can't see anyone getting, getting near that. I mean, even uh, Arvin, Arvin had a great spell, but it was over a longer period and there were some losses in that. Um, so, yeah. The caveats to that is he's had more money to spend than any anyone else, and you know he he yeah, doesn't really deviate from his formation. But when you've got the right players to play it and yeah. a big squad to play it, does that really matter? At, at the moment, I, I don't think I don't think it does. Um, it might when you get up the leagues, and maybe you have to vary it a little bit more to to really see off a a, a bigger bigger fish. But you know, considering where he was. 14 months ago if you'd have told me those stats then I wouldn't have believed you but as soon as he had a couple of transfer windows and was able to bring in his his players uh, to play his system the way he wanted to play it we haven't looked back so you can only applaud that the fact that he's there on the pitch at 6am trying to shovel in it like everyone else he's no prima donna he's down to earth you know he's one of those managers that Wrexham fans would always eventually warm to because you know he's a normal bloke you know he's not 
he's he's no sort of yeah yeah you know what i mean he's he's a normal fellow who wants to do his best one thing i would say just before i hand over is at the start he was getting dog's abuse and he it was like a off the water off the ducks back to him i remember talking away where the knives were out for him i was there it was a one nil loss um and you know it was getting a bit heated and he didn't come near and 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 clap us he didn't think he had he, you know he had had maybe even not that right to do it at that point now there's a chant for him he comes over all the time he knows that we've taken him more to our hearts and it's nice to see that it's nice to see that it's not just a job for him now it's something that he absolutely enjoys doing and feels a part of it now and i like that yeah i think um i think the whole circus of the of the um the, the takeover is, is kind of faded into the background a little bit. I mean, you know, from, from a sort of first person perspective, it might be different from from the outside looking in, but I think he's probably benefited from that as well. He's had his moments in the documentary, but now it's like, well, somebody else is turned to have a go. I think, I think um, Charlie and some of the other ground staff were getting interviewed by the documentary crew um, during the game yesterday because of the, the, the massive efforts of them, their staff, and the volunteers to get that game on in the first place. So. I think there's other protagonists come into the fray and he can just kind of like, um, you know, sort of fade into the background, get on with with what he's good at doing, really, which is winning football matches. But I'll, I'll, I'll pose you this one. I don't want to, I'm loathe to turn a really, really strong positive into a negative, but I'm hoping it's going to come back with a, a positive Liam Randall response. We'll see. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> if, right, if in an alternative universe this season, a sliding doors moment and we had a nightmare and ended up in the playoffs and it didn't quite go away again. Do you stick or twist with Parky? Has he earned the right for a third season regardless of how this season pans out? Well, I was, I was actually thinking about this um, the other day and I concluded that you'd, you'd keep him because, look, we're on course for... I don't, I don't even know what the projection looks like now, but I'm guessing it's probably 110 points plus if we stay on our current trajectory. And it's, it's this, it's this situation that we all keep going on about. You know, we need free up, free down. We need an extra automatic place. Um, and if we don't go up this season, it will. I'll just take take my heart off to Notts County and say, you know what, well done for managing to to get past us because. We've been superb, even when the chips have been down and you know we've had players missing. We've still managed to pick up results by hook or by crook, um, and I just think that's credit to Parkinson. I didn't warm to him at first, but I think the turning point, like many, was you know seeing what he was like in the documentary, seeing what his passions like, and as you said, Tim, he didn't have his uh, his usual breakfast, did he, on uh, on Saturday, so that he could go and dig up dig up the snow. So yeah, fair play to him, and I would keep him. I said, I said, uh, he has his breakfast in Holt. Turns out it was in Farmden, by all accounts. So there we are. Andy, would well, you keep him? Would you do you keep him regardless? Not that I, not now. I know he has his breakfast across the border in England, <laughs> giving giving them the money. Um, no, no, I would. Of course, I would. Um, I think he's earned the right. I think, I think, if we don't go up this season, we will absolutely steamroller the league next season. The problem would be we will be at least 12 months behind Robin yeah. Ryan's plan for things and it might affect things like the documentary but you, 
definitely. You know, it's, you don't give the guy this amount of money, let him bring in the plays he wants for the system he wants, and then rip it up because because of an act of fate. And that's what it would be at the moment. It would be a complete random act because we look we look odds on for promotion at the moment, and if it doesn't happen, then you know it's it, something strange has happened. Um, so yeah, I keep him. Um, you give me, you ha- let him start next season. I think that squad's only going to get better the more it plays together. Um, and if you know, if he if he has a poor start to next season, who knows? It, there may be a change. But I think he's earned the art. He's earned the right to start it and give us another go of steamrolling the league. I mentioned his overall records at the start of this little segment, but home games, fifty-one home games Parky's overseen. How many wins do you reckon there's been? Yeah, God. <laughs> uh, how many games again? 51 home games. 35. No. I'm going... Oh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 41. Oh, on the money. 41. What? 41 home wins out of 51 <sighs> games. Eight okay. draws and two defeats. That's Jose Mourinho first time round at Chelsea, sort of. Four hundred and forty-one goals against forty-six. That's just just daft. They're yeah, daft. Half of those are against Dover. <laughs> and my other sort of shite, shite, well, not so shite stats. Um, you mentioned the Dagenham Redbridge win, um, consummate win the other day. It was lovely. And it wouldn't have gone unnoticed to Parky that he avenged his heaviest ever defeat, which was 3-0 to Dagenham in May last year. A 3-0 defeat's our heaviest defeat. It's not bad, is it? But yeah, it, it's not bad. If you think what what went before, pre-takeover, I mean, it's just astonishing. The turnaround from this season to last season, it's just massive, massive strides. Scary. I mean, yeah. Alternative universe, this entire conversation, we are still going to go up, so it's fine. I'm pretty confident. Got to be confident. You think, are you confident that even if we miss out on top spot, we can do it via the playoffs? Yeah, yeah I, I am. and I, I, I genuinely think we will We will get top spot because uh, us and, and winning titles are very, very few and far between. Or, uh, you know, Let alone a promotion. Promotion's long overdue. That's 20 years. Mm. But an actual title, when was the last time we won a title? 70s? Um, yeah, it must have been. Uh, someone put something on social earlier, which I thought was quite interesting. Promotion, 1993. Yeah. Promotion, 2003. Playoff yeah. final, 2013. Yeah. So are we the new Spurs? Remember, they always used to win something in, in years ending in one. So maybe we maybe the three... Is it lucky? It's not lucky in Chinese. That's a seven, isn't it? But you know what I mean? It's Maybe that the three is our, our, lucky, uh, our lucky year. Let's not let's not wait to get promoted again to exactly three, but you know. Yeah. I mean going back to your original question, I just think you know, if worst case scenario finish second, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that this team wins its home playoff eliminator straight out the out the door. There's no there's no lottery. Yeah, there's no lottery. There's no other Grimsby. Is it is it at Wembley this time the, the the final? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. And ever since the trophy final, we've not had a, we've not had a great record at, at no. Wembley. 
I don't really want to go to Wembley, but then I didn't want to go to West Ham last year. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think we'll be all right. And we've got, yeah, we keep coming back to what we said before about how how resilient to this squad and how it's been managed and how Parker was at pains to, to say at the start that we will be revolving. We will change it up often because we have to, because there's so many games in a short space of time. So to do what he's done and now we've got, you're going to have players buzzing now because they're going to be able to spend a bit more time at home with their families. You know, having that sort of almost feels like a reward, bizarrely, for all the efforts they put in. Like go home, spend some time with your family, earn that downtime, but be ready because, you know, enjoy it, but there can be no let up. Um, yeah. And you know what? They've got more time on the training pitch. They've got more time to get the likes of Hayden and O'Connor fit. Um it's it's so gratifying that we've managed to get through that period with the amount of points that we've we've got. It was a real real struggle. Um, so fair play to the lads. I, you would say that they've broken the back of the season, and the problem we've got is County look like they're they're just not going away. And I tell you, I watched the Dorking game after, and Langstaff is different gravy. Honestly, his movement, his one yeah, touch, one touch yeah. play. Oh, I don't wish injury on anyone, but if anyone could have a six-week injury, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind if it was him because they'd be lost without him. He is so vital to him, yeah. to them. Before we um, before we uh, we wrap up, which I'm going to put something to you in a minute, I've just had a a DM. I best not say who it is, just in case it blow his cover, but reliably informed that Aaron Hayden returns to full training tomorrow. So, right. which goes back to our initial suggestion, like, oh, what if Hayden's fit and available for Bromley? He may well be. And you, you put him on the bench. Liam, what about you? Do you put him on the bench? I think it's one of those positions where it's actually sort of tough to ease them in because it's not a sort of position where you say, oh, I'll play this defender for the first half and oh, we'll bring on Hayden for the second. That said, I would be a bit... I wouldn't quite be tempted to chuck him straight back in and maybe, you know, because O'Connell's doing well, we're yeah. keeping clean sheets, but what I think we're Bromley, really mate, missing. Bromley, if you want, if you, if there's ever a game where you need your best header of the ball playing. Well, that's what I was just about to say is them. that one thing we're missing is that header because yeah. the long throws doesn't work, don't, does don't, don't look as effective without him. But I think the main understanding is between, Tozer and Hayden, if we're honest, when it comes to those long throws, because he knows he's got someone who can just leap like a salmon and head them in for fun. So, and it, that's a big weapon as well, actually, when we've got it, when the chips are down and we're struggling for goals. So, yeah, maybe that, maybe the answer is yes then. Okay. So, we've got nine games left. It would seem daft now to not really discuss player of the season. Um, I think we're in that sort of firmly in that ballpark of, of having this discussion. So I was thinking about this before and, and, and it, it was weird that I had to sort of really, like, I, had to, I had to fire up the, the, the squad and go, right, because I know there's more, there's several to pick from. Um, but is there, is there, is there any, any for you, any for you that you, you'd have, there's an immediate, if you, if you put, put three on a short list straight away, who would you put on it? Liam. My three would be Mullin, Mullin and Mullin. I can't see any 
he's so important to us. He's he's our talisman. He scores the goals. Even if he's not playing well, he runs his socks off and creates space and chances for other people. I can't look past Mullin. I really can't. He's can you, probably the most important player we've had in the last 20 years. Can you say that thing you said um, a few weeks back about he's our super Paul Mullin? No, because I'm not in the booze tonight because I'm working. So. Oh, shame. So I really enjoyed that. I'm sorry. We'll have to wait until next season. Uh, next one, not next season, probably next week. Uh, I think mine would be Mullin would be on there. I know he didn't come in until perhaps slightly later than others, but Tunnicliffe just for the impact that he has yeah. whenever he's on the pitch and. Hayden, um, you know, despite the fact he's been out for a while, I just think he's absolutely crucial to us. You got a defender with more than ten goals. If he'd stayed fit, he'd probably be on what do you reckon at least fifteen by now, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, out of those three for me. Yeah, again, same, same. I mean, Mullin, you know, as you've already said, there's nothing really to add to that. Um, is sort of importance to the team as, as a whole is massive. Tony Cliff, yeah, Jesus Christ, how good has he been? It's not just his, his overall reading of the game, it's just the fact that he's just tough as nails, hard as nails, that lad. And yeah, you mentioned Hayden, definitely, if... if um, young? Yeah, I think Young has is, is got to be in with a shout as well. And, and even, I know Toes has had his critics, but I think Toes has been, I think he's probably improved as the season's wore on. And yeah, he's, definitely. He stepped up in the real big games. I know every game's a big game, but I mean the real big games. He just sort of stepped up and really. He was really great led. against Coventry. Yeah, exactly. And I just think, I just think sometimes he, because we're, we're we've got an embarrassment of riches. Sometimes I think the work that he does gets a little bit overlooked, and it can be, oh, it's just the toes of throw. No, that's just an added bonus. There's so much more to his game, um, and I think you also. Mention again, it comes in very late, but you can't underestimate the impact Tom O'Connor's had on midfield. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You know, like he was a brand new player. Yeah, if he was fit and still playing now, he just makes the midfield easy. He makes everything so easy there. You don't, you know, he just gives gives that balance, and he's he's clever enough to know when there's defensive. You know, we're and we're out of shape defensively, and he and he he fills in there. But on top of that, he just keeps the ball moving. Uh, you know, he's, he doesn't he doesn't dominate a game like maybe Cannon could, but just those little passes, just just pulling a player from here to there and and hitting space and and keeping and everything running. And he scores goals. He started yeah. you know, that little purple patch. We started scoring a few in a row. So old loads for Burton more than you'd think. You know, and we haven't even got onto his set piece delivery and his free kicks. Yeah, no, I, I, it goes back to something I say quite quite a bit. Now, I, I, for me, the Parky recruitment is into two levels. It's the players to get us out of the league and it's the players to help us grow. Uh, Toes is a player to get you out of the league. Palmer's a player to get you out of the league. And O'Connor, Mendy, um, even Brian Barnett now, they are players to, that can grow with you. They can players that can you can take to, to League One and you hope that they would improve as the team improves. And I, for me, O'Connor is the one with probably the most potential. Hard to disagree. Yeah, I mean, the continuity is there for all to see. That's why, you know, minimum of two-year deals are handed out. 
for that momentum and that foundation going forward in the event we get promoted. So all plus points, all plus right. points. Right, come on, let's tie this yeah. up, boys, because yes. I've got a paper to get out. <laughs> Bromley, away. Are you, are you uh, still coming, Tim? I am still coming. I haven't decided where to get the bus or the train yet, unless anybody wants to get in touch and offer me a lift. That would be diamond, as long as it's not like a, you know, a Reliant Robin or a really old, clapped out sort of Vauxhall Nova. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Well, you could have I'm done not, the McDonald's run after. but you know, know, yeah, exactly. I'm not a carist, but, you know, it's a fair old journey. It'd be nice to have a bit of a, you know, driving style. So Anyone with a Bentley for, for Timothy, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I, I take a sort of fairly sizable Corsa or an Astra, you know, something along those lines would be great. Oh, an Astra, an Astra at least. At least an Astra. Six years old, please. Can Tim see the MOT before he gets in it? Um, right. Yeah. It's my birthday. I'm going. Uh, I'm going to go for. I'm, I've, I've got. Sorry. I've got a. I've got something to say here. I'm taking Amber with me. She has been to six games and never seen oh, us win. No, I know. And I bought her a ticket, but she's taking the day off my birthday. So we have to. <sighs> yeah, well, she's taking the yeah, day off. She can have two hours without you. She did actually say today when I brought up the subject that she'll go and sit in Wetherspoons for a couple of hours while the game's on. Um, so <laughs> I'll see how nervous I am in the morning. And if that's the case, <laughs> If, if if County win 5-0 on on Tuesday and we really need to get something at Bromley, I might make a go and sit in there. Uh, was Webster. that your suggestion or hers? It was hers, which I didn't I didn't knock back straight away. Um, I was going to say, you'd be a changed man if you'd just said, no, no, come, it's fine. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine it was a bit it was a bit like, you know, oh, well, fine, I'll just go and sit in Weatherspoons then while you go and enjoy your football. And you've just gone... No, yeah. no, she's she's been to Rackham before. She, it's not really her thing. Can I just say, and I should, I've got to be a bit quiet. She's in the next room. Um, but my girlfriend before Amber went to eleven league games. We won them all. Statistically, that is impossible. And if we get into the playoffs, I am thinking of seeing if I can get her back. But just for that game, red flags, red flags. <laughs> anyway, right. Amber doesn't listen, listen to this, so I'm in the clear. Right, quickly, let's move on. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Oh, it's, it's tough. Bad pitch. Never really do well there. The goals. The, they literally move the goalposts. Um, but I still think we've got enough. Two one. Tim. Can't wait to track down Amber on LinkedIn and send her the link for this podcast. That's for sure. Won't, mate, it, it won't make a difference. <laughs> Forward to the very end. Uh, I think... What did you go with, 2-1? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to go for another another clean sheet, you know. I'm going to go for a 2-0. A 2-0. Wow. It's going to be the, the classic Mullin and Palmer back to the old routine one apiece. I'm going to go for 1-0 Wrexham and Andy Gilpin to get pied on his birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm, glad you said, I'm glad you said pied and nothing else. Yeah, in front of yeah. uh, on that bombshell. <laughs> <let's>, uh... <laughs> Dear God, smut, smut. I hope my uh, mum listen to this podcast. Right, anyway, yes. Thanks for, for listening to our, our wonderful rambling and um, take it easy and safe journey to Bromley and up the town. See you there. Cheers.